Hello, Sam Marvelous. This is Justin James Bridges, and you are listening to an encore presentation of Sundays Free with JJB here on 104.1 KZSM.org. Thank y'all very much. So today's a special anniversary for me, and uh, I know a lot of y'all don't know all of my story quite yet, but uh, I'm going to give a little backstory today about myself and uh, some of the crazy things I went through. Uh, today happens to be the 12-year, well, tomorrow is the 12-year anniversary since the day I was attacked by the Portland Police Bureau and left in a wheelchair for over three years. So we're going to dive into that a little bit today. We're going to start it off with Take Yourself a Ride, like always. And Thank y'all again for tuning in. This is Justin James Bridges. You are listening to Sundays Free with JJB here on 104.1 FM, KZSM.org. When I don't 
What's up, everybody? That's Take Yourself a Ride from Booker and Bridges Delight off the album World Jam Dimmick that we got named Top 25 Funk Albums of 2021 by Funkin' Stuff magazine. So I love that album. If you if you uh, are into vinyl, we have the vinyl at uh, Sundance Records over here right off the square off LBJ. So yeah. And the witness um, has got a copy here too, right? Yes, yes. I mean, you know, that's, that's <laughs> what counts. Exactly. Got to have it for the vinyl confessions, you know. We've had it on there a couple times. Yeah, we're going to have some new stuff yet. Oh, yeah. So uh, today I want to talk a little bit about uh, some shows and the uh, San Marcos Music Awards. I know we've been letting y'all know a little bit about it. If you... uh, if you haven't heard yet, you can go on to our website, kzsm.org, and you can scroll down and just under the uh, just under the the calendar where you can see all of our different shows, our program schedule, just under the program schedule, you have a form that is the SMMA members sign up form. And so right now, how are you doing, Lady K? Hi, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> doing good. <laughs> Surprised Lady K and yeah. brought her on without her knowing she was coming on today. <laughs> That's okay. I'm ready no matter what. <laughs> so we've been working on the SMMAs, the San Marcos Music Awards. It's the first annual KZSM San Marcos Music Awards. And uh, Ka- uh, Lady K is part of the uh, committee helping me with this, with the, and I'm the chair of the committee for the SMMAs. And uh, yeah, we started our memberships this past on week the 10th yeah yeah and um it's been off to a good start we've got close to 50 members i think already yeah and we're getting so. up there well there's a lot of members on our facebook group right now right, right. so if anybody's on the facebook group but has not um sent in their email go ahead and do so on kzsm.org fill out the form and then we'll send you a welcoming letter and from there you'll be able to nominate yeah we'll so send what, you what does it mean to be a member I mean, what are the benefits of being a member here? So to be, uh, all you have to do is, it's a free membership for the first year. So you sign up with your name, your email address, and your zip code, because it has to be in the area. You know, the closer surrounding areas, you know, not as quiet as far as Austin or San Antonio, but in between, the little in-between towns, you know, they can all be involved. Anybody that comes through and plays here in San Marcos can be involved in the SMMAs. But as far as memberships go, uh, it's for the local community. You sign up as a member and you can nominate. So we'll send out a list of all the different categories and then you email us back your responses and you just fill out all the different categories and all your nominations for those categories, send those back. And, uh, and then the nominations close on December 8th and then we're going to have, uh, voting during December. The first round of voting during December is open only to members. So if you're a member, you'll be able to vote to narrow down the nominations to the finalists. And then the finalists were opening up the voting for everybody. But um, members also get, uh, they get a discount to any SMMA events that we throw, any fundraisers that we throw for the event. Any, um, they also get uh, discounts to the actual award ceremony. They get discounts on SMMA merch. And uh, yeah, we're trying to, trying to build up a nice little community here and uh, get it going and you know, it's just the thing is, is there's so much great music here and it's been here for so long. And, you know, there's just something in the water here. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? The music is just incredible here. Well, it's not fluoride. They took that out. We're one of the few that don't have that in Right. 
that ain't in the water. Now, there's a few other things that are in the water that, uh, who knows? Depending right. on how close you get to the mad dabber, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Sprinkle a little moon dust, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, so, we are a little stardust. Okay, so this is exciting, all right? It you is know, exciting. it's uh, the, the buzz is out there. You've got people signing up. They're coming in here and they're getting on there and signing up. Yeah. And they're sending in, hey, this is a band I want to see. Or you know what? I want this category. Do you have something in that category? Yeah, it's been I, pretty cool. I, that's engaging, right? That's what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, on that note, um, I had to clarify a little bit. Like someone was asking, what about Best Rapper? So direct, I'm directing them to hip hop. Exactly, exactly. Um, another one was uh, Best DJ. And then they were like, what about EDM? So. Yeah, and so the DJ and the EDM categories are combined this year for the first year. Now, later, as we as this grows and as we go along, we we are planning to add more categories and expand um, as we move along. And, you know, we'll see where the demand is here in the community. But, I mean, you've got 20 choices for people. Exactly. Okay, to go and to look at out here in our community. And this is the first time that anyone has had a San Marcos Music Awards. And... Wow, where this is where it's happening, and I'm seeing all the different people that you know are coming in, sending these forms in, and some of the stuff that they're filling out on that for you guys. And it's like, wow, I didn't think of that guy. <laughs> yeah, there was one today they talked about for the lifetime achievement. And I was like, right, yeah, there you go. I, I like this. Yeah, and, I did like that too. That was that was a good one. Yeah, that was, and then uh, for the Golden Martian. I like that one that he exactly. had there for uh, yeah somebody nominated Mr. Christopher Paul Cordoza. Exactly. So for the Golden Martian Award, for those of y'all that don't know, the Golden Martian Award is uh, an award for uh, one of the San Marcos community, like in the somebody in the San Marcos music community that is pushing community service and going above and beyond for the community. You know, and that could mean a bunch of different things in this community. You know what I mean? We are a very unique place. And so if you've never had a chance to come visit San Marvelous, you got to check it out sometime. It's got to be on your bucket list because this is just a magical place. It's the longest consecutively inhabited place in North America. Wow. And so a lot of people don't know that. Let's see here. Also, we got some other announcements coming up. So like I said, uh, the, uh, we have started our nominations for the San Marcos Music Awards. Again, go to kzsm.org and sign up for your, sign up for your San Marcos Music Awards. And uh, to be your member, and you can start your nominations as well. The nominations will end on December 8th at midnight. Okay, so we will close the nominations at December 8th at midnight. And that is midnight here in Central Standard Time. Because obviously we are, this is for the locals. And uh, But don't fear, if you are listening somewhere across the world right now, you will be able to vote on the final vote. And you will be able to vote on the finalist to vote. Because we are going to open that up worldwide. Because our thinking behind that is a lot of our artists here in San Marcos travel all over the country and all over the world. I mean, look at Bogan Villa. They're going to Thailand next week, is it? Yeah. I believe next week. So much love to those guys. We're going to have to play some of them here in a little bit. But uh, yeah, also, uh, speaking about events and everything, Thursday is uh is it next thursday this, no. thursday. this, this thursday, thursday thursday this thursday wow time is going by so fast this thursday is kissing alley mm -hmm. and special so guests are live performances by jordan miners with special guest 
was it? Slim, Slim Bob, Bob Pierce. Pierce. Slim Bob Pierce. Yeah. yeah, but he's doing the uh, steel uh, slide, uh, steel nice. slide guitar. Nice. Okay, and they are going to be doing kind of this mixture of old time gospel and some of their new stuff, and it's going to be all over. But it's kind of it's an Americana uh, okay. taste that we're bringing, and we, this is all uh, sponsored, underwritten by the city of San Marcos uh, from the Arts Commission, and this comes from our hotel motel tax that they give us a little bit of money to give to the artists to bring in these good artists that you know they're not making you know we're not big budget here right but it's something that the city you know is doing and come on out and enjoy take advantage of that and if y'all are enjoying the concerts and y'all are liking what we're doing and putting on these concerts and everything you can also donate to us you can go to our website kzsm.org and you can make a donation if there's a band that you'd like to see you'd like to see us start trying to bring some people out that's how we can really do that things like that if the community comes together and they're like we want this artist here we need the donations we can have access now guys you know we can pull people in and have some really fun things happen here it's just it takes the support of the community for us to do this as a community so if you do want to support and you like what you're hearing you want to keep us going you want to keep our events going and things like that you can show your support at kzsm.org again that's also where you can sign up to be a member for the san marcus music awards and i do have to also interject that right after the next day on friday night we are going to be across the square here for the lighting of the courthouse and that we are going to be out there. We're going to have a table, and we're going to be out there. We're going to set up, and we're going to record. I want uh, Christmas messages from folks here in San Marcos that we're going to play during Christmas Day, and uh, we're going to have those for folks. And we are going to be taking toys. Our lovely window is all decorated, ready to go, and we do not have any toys in there yet. But you can bring by an unwrapped toy here between now and December 15th, and it will be part of our Fill the windows for Metal Mark. Uh, he has an annual, this is his fifth annual toy drive. And so we are going to be taking all the toys. We're going to fill the window and we're going to take them all down to the south side and uh, give them to some needy families. He's got, Mark's got some great stories of putting smiles on some people's oh, yeah. faces. And yeah, it's great stuff. I love seeing what he's doing. I mean, he is a perfect example for somebody that should be in the running for the Golden Martian Award. You know, just saying. But also, uh, talking about some other shows, December 9th, um, I'm going to be throwing a party and playing a concert over at the rail yard, bringing out some of the radio friends, you know, to come do some fundraising out there as well. But we're going to be having, uh, it's multiple artists, uh, myself, this is temporary is going to be coming out, Josh Point, and this is temporary. Um, and we're also going to have Ricky Bassetti, uh, is coming up from San Antonio to perform, and we have Magic coming all the way from Houston. Wow. Yeah, Magic the Rapper, he's coming all the way from Houston. He's incredible. Like, Magic raps. He's, he, uh, he's actually uh, young Bill Rap Sumo from Swisher House. That's mm-hmm. his younger cousin. Okay. And so just phenomenal artists. It's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a big mix of, like, rock, funk, and hip-hop and blues kind of well, all blended together. if it stays together. cool enough, maybe the Wiz will uh, get dressed up in the Winnie the Pooh suit. I don't yeah. know. You know. Do a little dancing out there and uh, doing a little fundraising for That's the KCSN crew. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> 
But uh, also, so that's actually a free show too. So it's a free show. We're going to be doing a bunch of uh, vendor. Like we're going we're gonna to have vendors there. We're going to be doing uh, raffles and giveaways. And then also we have VIP packages that are available. Uh, Mad Dabber 710 uh, Apparel and Design. Matt uh, is going to be putting together the VIP packages for that. So come on out and see uh, Justin James Bridges, myself and friends. And uh, yeah, like I said, December 9th at the rail yard, we're going to be starting off at 8 p.m., going from 8 to midnight. Um, but all day at the rail yard that day, there's going to be like a little festival going on kind of leading up to the concert. So come out to the rail yard on uh, December 9th. I know that we're doing the uh, volunteer reach out on that day, I believe, as well that morning. So come say what's up. We're going to be doing a bunch of different things with KZSM. You'll be finding us, our hosts and members popping up all over the place. And so uh, I really appreciate y'all all listening. And we're going to get in, get back into some of this music here. So uh, like I said, I'm going to be playing with a bunch of my different friends. And uh, this is one of my songs. And this is called Realize. And uh, this is actually featuring a band out of Austin, Texas, uh, The Holy Child. So I appreciate y'all tuning in. Again, you are listening to 104.1 FM, KZSM.org. And this is Justin James Bridges on... Sunday's free with JJB. Much love, y'all. We'll be right back. Every society, every known man 
And that is my song, Realize, off of my uh, Living It Up album, my little EP that I have. We just released a, a remastered version of that last year. And so that's available everywhere as well. But uh, up next, I'm going to be uh, playing a couple songs. This next one is uh, from my good friend Ricky Vassetti. And then after that, you're going to hear from Generator Baby out of Houston. I'm going to come back and talk a little bit about him. But he uh, he is uh, he's a producer and a rapper out of Houston and uh, owns a studio and everything down there. And he's been really pushing. And he this is one of our submissions when I ask for people to submit some Submit some radio-friendly tracks. This is the one he sent over for us to put in. So up next, we're going to have Ricky Brissetti, followed by Generator Baby. And then uh, after that, we'll probably get into some Yoshi and some Mad Dabber 710. And uh, we'll be right back. Thank you all for tuning in. Again, this is Justin James Bridges, and you are listening to Sundays Free with JJB here on 104.1 KZSM.org. This is 
Yes, sir, man. Huncho, generator, baby, that is. Follow my gutter, baby. I need y'all to hit me, man, when I talk to y'all. Yeah, this for y'all. Pay attention to this. This for all my stump dying doers. Gutter babies that was born in the sewer. We ain't finna stop a cop, cause we already know that we gon' get popped. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jump down on it, stump down on it. Jump down on it. Aye, 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 aye. Jump down on it, stump down on it. Jump down on it. Generator, baby. Hey, free my cousin Mike. Free my cousin Mike. Caught a body, gave him fortified to light. Come to think about it. They ain't right, cause they. I hear lying, saying he took the wrong light. Hey, free my. He free my. Smoke. Free my boo, but these streets ain't no joke. no joke. I pray to God when he touch the streets that he don't smoke. Cause Miss Judy got heart problems and she needs some hope. My little cousin smoking work his whole lifestyle. I ask that why he smoke. Give me superpower. You that ain't no excuse, now get your together. We could have both been on them blues, getting it together. And rest in peace to George Floyd, no knee on my neck. Them laws need some better training, get that in check. I do this for my generator babies and my in that box going crazy. This for all my stump dying doers, gutter babies that was born in the sewer. Yeah, 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 yeah. We ain't finna stop a cop, cause we already know that we gon' get popped. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jump down on it, stump down on it. Jump down on it. Aye, 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 aye. Jump down on it, stump down on it. Jump down on it. Aye, 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 aye. I miss my cousin Ryder, man, we lost this shit. He was just a youngster and they off them. Need laws ain't. Got me thinking, will it never quit? Years later, doing the same motion. Yeah. I had my emotions take out run. And how my partners make me feel funny. This changed over money. I can't believe they really broke my heart. This money just tearing us apart. It's tearing us apart. I'm a killer. Raw my mom and my daddy. When I find a man, I put it on Miss Hattie. I put it on Miss Hattie. He pulled a burn out and pistol with my daddy. Got me fed up. That hurt me badly. This take dragly. I pray to God this. Die unhappy. I pray to God this die unhappy. unhappy. I wanna change, but my lifestyle full of pain. By the generator stangin' in the rain. This for my stump dying doers. Gutter babies that was born in the sewer. We ain't finna stop a cop, cause we already know that we gon' get popped. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jump down on it, stump down on it. Jump down on it. Jump down on it, stump down on it. Jump down on it, ay, 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 ay. You made this. Generator, baby. Got to give a big shout out to Generator Baby down in Houston, BLE. That's also where uh, BLE Matt Capone is out of uh, out of there. That's who did uh, who did some of the uh, Mad Dabber beats. We're gonna be coming in with one of those songs here in a little bit with the uh, Mad Dabber and Yoshi doing Stoner Salute. But uh, I just got to give a shout out to Generator Baby. I see how hard he's working and he's been really pushing. And, you know, like I said, y'all, if you send me your music and you got radio friendly music and it's radio edited, I will put it on air and I'll give it a shot, guys. You know, if you like what you hear, come say what's up. 
You know, if you're looking to find something, if you hear someone on my show and you want to find out more about them, you can reach out to us on social media. Uh, we now have Sundays Free with JJB on Instagram and Facebook and I believe on TikTok as well. And so you can find us on all those platforms now, along with uh, the reruns from our show. You can find on JJB Music uh, slash Sundays Free with JJB. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I've, I've got to make a correction. It is not a rerun. It is an, it's an encore. encore. An encore presentation. There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. Reruns just remind me of like, you know, frozen TV dinners. Right. I feel right? that. I feel that. You know, 100% and, I feel and, that. And, and at least we're a good frozen pizza. Okay. Come on. No, 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 no. We're at least Gumby's. Okay. <laughs> reheated pizza. Okay. Cheap reheated pizza. Did you get a cool plastic cup that we have decorated our back? You know, how oh, yeah. many Gumby's cups do I have back there? About oh, yeah. seven or oh, eight yeah. around here. Yeah. That's like you can tell someone's a San Martian if they've got Gumby's cups. <laughs> They're the perfect size. Right. right? You know. Exactly. Well, we're going to keep on going with the music, y'all. We got a nice little music block for y'all. I've got some story time coming for y'all here in a little bit and so uh after the uh after the midnight hour we'll be bringing out some story time and some music and i'm i brought my guitar tonight so i'm gonna play a couple songs for y'all live in studio tonight as well and so uh yeah we're gonna get things going we're gonna keep it rolling with uh my good friend yoshi the cat in the hat that can rap he's been blowing up everywhere man i'm so proud of him and it's such an honor to get to work with him uh, we have an album out. He has an album out that he released, uh, The Great Goofy Juice, that I'm on. And uh, we have a song called Sit Up Straight that's on that album. And I got to get the radio edited version for uh, for us to play. But uh, we actually, I just got the news not too long ago that we uh, that album uh, had over a million streams on Spotify. So we're actually getting a plaque from Spotify with that one so it's been pretty cool working with yoshi i love working with him man it's you get a plaque you do not get a huge check but you no, do no, get no. a plaque no, that, that is true you do get a plaque but okay. you do not get a huge check but you know what my goal has always been to spread the music and the energy and the light because like you know the way i see it is if you put the energy out there and you're doing good work the universe is going to take care of you you know and i'm kind of proof of that i've been through some crazy stuff and I'm still here. I'm able to walk again after spending over three years in a wheelchair and uh, still on this crazy journey. But like I said, we'll get into that here in a little bit in a, about a half an hour. But up first, we're going to go ahead and get into Mr. Yoshi, the cat in the hat that can rap. Make sure you check him out on all streaming platforms. And uh, I believe YoshiCrew.com, I believe, is the website. But he's pretty easy to find. So if you Google him, he'll pop up everywhere. And uh, we're going to follow that up with a Mad Dabber tune. And then uh, another uh, Maruga Cosmic Boogie tune that, uh, man, it's so much fun getting to play with all these musicians. <laughs> I think about it sometimes. I just like, man, last week I got to break the new song that I'm doing with Martha Reeves. And this week I'm just playing music with my with my great friends and uh, you know, considering that twelve years ago I didn't know if I'd ever be able to walk again is uh it's a pretty cool place to be. So we're gonna keep things rolling with the music. Thank y'all for tuning in. Again, this is Sundays Free with JJB here on LPFM one oh four point one KZSM and KZSM.org. We'll be back, y'all.
Diver, so she like a Zora, super wet underwater. I just must explore her. Oh, I treat that princess peach, and that peach is kind of sweet. Got that navy to that Minda, her twilight while her dicker. Make her tingle while I ride her like my pony. Just remember, searching for her in the lost was her booty. I find her quicker. I'm just vibing, chilling, kicking in my triforce socks. You can't kick it if you get off, you can't blow up my spot. I'm just kicking, vibing, chilling in my triforce socks. You can't kick it if you get off, cause you blowing up my spot. Triforce sauce, chillin' in my chillin' in my Triforce sauce. I'm just chillin', chillin'. I'm just chillin', really vibin' in my Triforce sauce. I'm in my Triforce sauce. Hit these little groupies with my socks on. Hit it from the back with my Glock on. Chain swinging dick hanging with my rocks on. Recording pretty kitty shouting on my telephone. Feeling leave what a relief I'm geeking like a dirt. Inside a reef, so unique they flocking by the herd. Glass bone, red thong, she feeling like a dessert. She already hot, this beat just gonna enhance her. I'm just vibing, chilling, kicking in my triforce sauce. You can't kick it if you Gandalf, you can't blow up my spot. I'm just kicking, vibing, chilling in my triforce sauce. You can't kick it if you Gandalf, cause you blowing up my spot. Yes, I want to. We the mother, mother that you know they can run to. Roll a few dozen plus, we can smoke them all too. Dab after dab after dab, yeah, this is what we do. We make it cloudy rooms. Oh, yeah, we consume copious amounts of cannabis like Stone or Robin Tommy do. Tell me, do you do too? Go ahead now, tell the truth. No matter how we do it, it's a part of the Stone of Salute. Woo, woo, 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 Stone of Salute. We looking at you, cause I just like what we like too. So go ahead, do what it is that you know we do. We do with the sun of salute. That's on us a loop. We looking at you, cause I tell I like what we like too. So go ahead, do what it is that you do. We do, we do with the sun of salute. Go ahead, do what it is that you do. We do, we do with the sun of salute. Go ahead, do what it is that you do. We do, we do with the sun of salute. Go ahead, do what it is that you do. We do, we do with the sun of salute. Go ahead, do what it is that you do. We do, we do with the sun of Me 
if my homies really got about a pound And if you want some, you can come and get it if the chips is correct If not, then I guess I gotta ditch I'ma hit the Jack Ripper, and take a sip of liquor and take a portal ticket just to see the bigger picture Little mama bad, she ain't nothing like the picture And if you say she broke, I ain't really trying to fix her that's what I roll it's nothing but Mary J. See you slacking over there, we got nothing but concentrate. Concentrate on the message, there ain't no second guessing. You take a big trip and see you right up there to heaven. How your forehead sweating for more than a few seconds. Got you coughing and you wheezing, I hope you keeping your breath. The real stoners in the cypher, they never coming out breath. And what you smoking ain't no pressure, it really leaving me restless. Like earth smokes a lot, we smoke a lot of pot Elevation of the mind, cause we smoking non-stop So pass the other rig while that nail still hot Throw us a loop Throw us a loop Throw us a loop Throw us a loop This is Maruga Booker and you're listening to KZSM San Marcos well, Next we got Spirit Lover by Maruga Cosmic Booker
Hey, reggae lovers, it's your weekly reggae escape. I'm Lady K, your navigator of good vibes and your gateway to the reggae universe. And Big Up Reggae on KZSM 104.1 is your Sunday vibe. Join me every Sunday, 3 to 4 p.m. for a reggae experience like no other. From timeless classics to today's freshest reggae vibes, we've got it all. What's up, everybody? This is Justin James Bridges. You are tuned in to Sundays Free with JJB here on LPFM 104.1 KZSM.org. I want to say thank you all very much for tuning in. Appreciate everybody listening to all the uh, fun music we have coming in from all over the country. But, uh, you know, this is San Marvelous, and we do have some amazing musicians here. So I want to go ahead and bring in some uh, some good friends of mine that I've been meeting here. I've been seeing this band around. I got to jam out with their bass player a little bit and see them rock out. And uh, this is Kenny Normal with their song, Noam Chomsky. Much love, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Here we go. Grow a tree, so 
Normal with Noam Chomsky here on Sundays Free with JJB. Thank y'all for listening. Up next, we got my friend Jess Novak from up north in Syracuse. And uh, this is her song, Ripper.
You're listening to listener-supported KZSM LPFM, San Marcos, Texas, 104.1 FM, and KZSM.org.
What up, everybody? That was Bogan Villa, and you are listening to Sundays Free with JJB here on LPFM 104.1 KZSM.org. And I just want to say, I love that band. I've been listening to them for a while. I remember when they were doing that recording session, it was a little while back now, and uh, I'm glad to see that they're starting to finally release that. Uh, singing with them, you heard Rhea from, uh, she's actually the singer from Blackbird as well. A, a, an old San Marcos band here with Merlin and uh, Steve-O. Was, that was an incredible band, man. And uh, yeah, so it's cool to see, you know, it's cool to see how throughout San Marcos and the music scene here, how many bands like yeah. form and change and over the years collaborate with each other and all these different artists. I mean, I've collaborated with so many different people in town, you know. One of, one of these shows, I'm going to pull up the Merlin one for you that we recorded live oh, yeah. here. And oh, yeah. it was just one of his jams that he did. There's a story behind it, but uh, we, we recorded that on Revolving Door. That's awesome. Much love, Merlin. Shout out to Merlin. Yeah, in heaven, all wherever right. you yes, are, sir. man. Hey. Rest easy. Rest in power. Enjoying the blues. Right. Exactly. So, like I said, we're uh, going to get into a little bit of a crazy topic. I guess we should go ahead and do the disclaimer. Go ahead there, Wiz. The views expressed on this show are those of the host, the guest, and not necessarily those of KCSM, LPFM 104.1 or... SMTX CRE, it's governing board. Hey, quick question for you. Yes, sir. What's that other song I need to be digging up over here off the drive? Off the drive? Let's pull up, hmm, well, let's get Mysteries on there for sure. And then... Uh, I just got to figure out where the heck you put it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to do a lot of talking for for a big part of this segment. And, but yeah, we'll definitely get Mysteries up there and then... Uh, Let's pull up the news. If we got the news by Maruga Cosmic Boogie, let's put that in the mix too. Okay, those are the new ones you just gave me. Uh, no, the new well, the new one mysteries is in the new one. Um, okay, but the news you should already have that. In okay, the system. let's next so. next break we get go go to this yes, one. Sir. Next break we get. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> stop talking because now we're getting into the political <laughs> stuff that it gets me in trouble. So All right, so on to the news. So yeah, uh, today now at midnight. Today is 12 years to the day that uh, I had a very life-changing experience. So um, back in, I'm going to take it way back. Back at the end of 2010, I was playing and uh, I was working a job down in Houston and I was living in San Marcos and I'd go down to Houston and work for a little while and then I decided to try moving to Houston and seeing how I like that. So I moved from San Marcos to Houston. I was playing, started playing in the Houston Blues Society and kind of getting my music out there on a different level. <clears throat> and uh, I got taken to the Houston Blues Society. And uh, while I was there, I met Jackie Gray from a band called the Meteorites. They were a big band in the 80s in Houston, big blues band, famous Texas blues band. And so uh, Jackie and I performed together at that night, and it was actually a uh, Houston Blues Society jam. So we jammed, and then we went out back, and we're sitting there talking out back in our circle. And uh, he looks at me, and he goes, you want to know how to get good at the blues? And I was like, how's that, Jackie? And he looks at me, and he goes, you got to pay your bills with it. And I looked at him, and I was like, damn, Jackie, that's deep. 
And then he just laughed and carried on with the conversation and left it at that. And in my mind, that was one of the most profound statements I had ever heard. <clears throat> and so I decided I was supposed to be at work at 7 a.m. the next morning. I decided to stay out all night hanging out with all these blues players and jamming with them and just socializing with them, talking with them about the craft and things that we're doing. And uh, I end up staying out till like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, get back to my house, turn off my alarm, kick off my shoes, climb into bed, go to sleep, wake up at like 9.30 in the morning when I was supposed to be at work at 7, put my flip-flops on, threw a t-shirt on, I'm supposed to be in a suit, <laughs> and <clears throat> went into work and told my boss that I was quitting and uh, that I wasn't giving a two-week, that I was just, that was it for me, I'm done. And uh, I walked out. And I have done nothing but music since then and uh, music and artwork and, you know, and so I went like after hearing Jackie tell me that I went and I talked to some friends and I was already in the process of recording a solo album because um, I had just had uh, the members of Leprechaun Theory had all gone off and done their own things. And, you know, they were all getting their own jobs and doing things like that. And so I wanted to keep doing music. And so I was recording my own solo album and we were recording at Sunrise Studios uh, in Houston, Texas, where ZZ Top actually recorded. And so <clears throat> recording from there, get this album done. And then I had a buddy of mine help me book a tour from Houston, Texas, all the way to Portland, Oregon, going up through Lubbock and on Route 66 across the country, old historic Route 66. And he booked me shows all the way across the country. It was a two-week, about 12-day tour. And on that 12-day tour, he had it set up to where I would do a radio or a TV interview, and then I would play a show. And then I would go to the next city and do a radio or a TV interview, and I would play a show. And out of the whole trip, I think there was two days that I didn't have one of those. So every day, almost, I was doing either a radio interview or a show most of the days I was doing both on this trip. And so my music was blowing up. I was really taken off. I had sold out on this tour. I had sold out of all of my albums. I had 200 copies of my first album on tour, sold out of all my albums, sold out of all my merch, made enough money to live on <clears throat> in Portland, Oregon. Uh, I made enough money to live in Portland, Oregon for six months off of this first tour. And so I get to Portland, everything's going good. I started my, I had my radio station that was running up there, Portland, Oregon, Tunes and More Radio. And then you start to kind of see, you know, you start to kind of see the rumblings of things politically happening. You know, you can see kind of like the political unrest. We had just dealt with, you know, in 2008, you had the financial crisis and the big housing crisis and the bubble popped. And... So there was huge bailouts for, you know, the bankers and everything like that, but there was no bailouts for the people. And so you could kind of see like people, the, the unrest was building and building and building. And so in 2011, um, you know, you started having things like the Arab Spring came up in Egypt and, you know, big social justice movements and big massive protests out there 
And then it started to catch on here in the United States. And it started to pick up and then Occupy started to happen. And the funny thing is, is uh, <clears throat> we have my song Mysteries that we're gonna be playing for you here in a little bit. But so 90% of my songs come from dreams. And I got a, in one of my dreams, I had this song come to me and the vernacular in the song ended up being the same vernacular used during Occupy and during the Occupy movement. But this song I wrote three to four months before Occupy started. And so when Occupy started to form and started to happen, I was like, this is that dream. This is that song that I just wrote. And so I saw that there was gonna be a massive march in Portland, Oregon. And so I talked with some other creatives and my buddy who's a videographer up there and we decided that our way that we could most impact the movement and, you know, be the most meaningful was use the march and the energy of everybody coming together to address their grievances and make a music video using this song that was the vernacular from Occupy, you know? And so we decided we were gonna go out and do that. And we went to the march, October 8th, 2011. And we started marching and I was playing my guitar and we're in the crowd and you know, my, the, we have the music video out there for Mysteries and uh, um, Ian McCormick was the videographer who, uh, who was helping me out up there. And so we, we hit the, we were in the crowd, like thousands and thousands and thousands of people, like hundreds of thousands of people filling the streets of Portland, Oregon. And we recorded this song over and over again, different shots and in different crowds and different parts across the country or across the, across the city in Portland. And, uh, there's actually a shot of me standing in front of six motorcycle cops like but it's just their bikes and the cops weren't actually there it was just their motorcycles and you understand why that's kind of eerie later on it was a little bit like the universe was giving me a heads up but uh so you know we go and we film this and then while we were there we go on this march and we get through the end of the march and i look around and i see a group of deaf people standing around and they're signing to each other. And I used to be an interpreter for the deaf. I actually was an interpreter for the deaf at, here at Texas State University. And, um, you know, I see this group of people signing to each other, asking what's going on. And I started looking around and there's all these, you know, there's all these people gathered and there's people standing up on, on top of these monuments, like on top of the, the high rise of these monuments to be above the crowd. And they're giving these grandioso speeches and they're talking about all these all like addressing their grievances and everybody is echoing and we're doing what's called like a telephone basically. So like we don't have a microphone. So you say mic check and then everybody repeats everything you say. So we would say mic check and then the crowd would say mic check and then it would echo to pass the message along these massive crowds without sound systems. And then they started, to, that's how we were communicating and passing the words back like that a sentence at a time, you know, a phrase at a time. And so as you can imagine, you're seeing this and to them, they can't hear what's going on, but they can make out the waves of sound, 
you know, all the different people repeating each other. And then, but there was no interpreters. And so I took it upon myself to go up and hop up next to the people giving the speeches and I started interpreting. And I ended up being at camp for 39 days at Occupy Portland. And so um, it was an amazing thing. You know, we started feeding 5,000 meals a day. And uh, we built a kitchen down there. And the city tried everything they could to shut us down. You know, they sent the health inspectors down because they figured, oh, you have a kitchen. There's no way that you're going to pass health code. Well, they sent down an inspector and that same inspector went back to the city and was like, you don't, you, you don't want me to release this report. And the city was like, why not? And the inspector was like, this is the cleanest kitchen in the city. Like, that, we can't shut them down. This is the cleanest kitchen in the city. We'll have to shut down all the other kitchens. Like, we can't, like that, that, we can't do anything about that. And so they kept coming at us with these things. And so then they started trying to be like, oh, yeah, it's unsanitary. So the city shut down the bathrooms at the parks downtown where we had Occupy. And then they shut off the water fountains. And then they shut off the power. You know, over progressively over the weeks as it kept progressing on. And to their surprise, well, we had a bunch of engineers and a bunch of creatives and a bunch of people that are used to going to festivals and camps. And so we just built a city that had bike power generators that we were generating power with and setting up batteries across the camp to run lights and to run power and to be able <laughs> to generate our projectors and be able to hold our meetings with our PA systems all run off of human power <laughs> and ingenuity. You know, we started building systems to collect the rainwater and we started building, trying to get f filtration systems. Before they shut us down, the week before they shut us down, we were working on a system that would actually collect rainwater and generate power while filtering the rainwater. <laughs> and so <laughs> the city was getting a little scared because we were also talking to the post office about organizing and starting to receive mail in the middle of downtown Portland and being able to distribute it through our camp like a city, like it was its own neighborhood. And so there was a lot of things, you know, we had a lot of big people come down and speak and it was a bunch, it was a place for us to address our grievances, which is in our constitution. You know, we have the right to gather and peacefully assemble. We have the right to address our grievances, you know? And so it is something that I will, like that is a sword I will die on. I will fight till I have no more breath and, you know, I've proven that I am willing to stand up for that, um, you know. At here, 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 here. <laughs> it was definitely, a, it was an amazing time, you know, because, you know, people didn't know we were going to start camping. We just kind of went on this march, and then everybody was there, and the energy was there, so we just started setting up tents and started setting up tarps, and then we built a library, and then we built a school for the kids, and then we built, um, we had different classes and then we had an art section, like a whole art studio set up all in the middle of downtown Portland. And actually the funny thing is, is we had the longest occupation of federal land 
since uh, I believe Custard's time. <laughs> so we were on uh, federal land, I think, for 20, 28 or 29 days straight. The whole camp lasted uh, 39 days. And so, um, you know, it was really weird, though. You know, you see all these things. You hear people talking about, like, society being asleep and not really knowing what's going on. And then you see and you hear all these things about people talking about the media doing really twisted things, you know, and like manipulating what we're receiving on our end, you know. And then I started to see that firsthand at Occupy while I was down there. Again, you got to remember, I'm the only interpreter for the deaf there. And so I'm interpreting every meeting that we have every day. I think there were two days the whole time that I didn't interpret. And that was because my dad came into town and I wanted to respect him and go meet with him and talk with him. And he was trying to talk me out of, <laughs> out of being down there at camp. I'm like, why don't, why don't you come back down to Texas and, uh, you know, come, come work at the company that I'm working with and everything. And, you know, and I love what, he, you know, I really respect him for doing that. And like, you know, he was just trying to help me out. You know, it wasn't like a, he wasn't trying to say I was in the wrong or trying to force me. He was just like, look, like, this might be dangerous. Like, yeah. I don't think you should do this. And uh, I just felt like it was something I had to do. You know, there was nobody else that stepped up. There was no other interpreters. You know, I couldn't just let 25 people be downtown without any assistance whatsoever. <laughs> you know, and so... Quick question. Yeah. The 25 deaf people that uh, were there, were they as a group or did they come from all over? Come and, from all over. And then they kind of banded together as a subgroup, really, in right. a way, right? You know, yeah. so it's a subcommunity that was formed. Right. And the thing is about it is like they all came in with their people that they came in with. A couple of them came in just with deaf people, just like walking through the park and saw something going on. Some of them came out with their hearing friends to be part of the movement. You know, there was this one woman that was a, uh, she was a traveler. That's, you know, she just travels across the country and she just happened to get off a bus in Portland the day of Occupy starting. And she was just like, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> and like, that was one of the people I saw first and started interpreting for her. And so, you know, we were having these general assembly meetings every every week, every day, you know, having meetings where we were coming together. Hundreds of people were coming. Thousands of people would come out. You know, again, we're feeding three meals a day. We're feeding up to 5,000 meals, like, total throughout the day, you know, with people coming in. And then, like, the city started trying to do some really shady stuff, like, on top of, like, shutting off our utilities and all the different things, trying to trying to see what they could shut down like that. They started releasing, like, we had multiple, and this is, now mind you, this is October going into November in Portland, Oregon. So it's wet and it's cold, you know. Kind of like tonight, right? Yes. Yeah. Actually, yes. Drop it by about 10 degrees, 20 degrees, right. and that's what you got. And so it was just wet and cold and miserable, and but, you know, enough was enough and it was time for everybody to come out and express their grievances. And that's what we were doing, you know, and so many different people came out. I got to interpret for, um, one of Ronald Reagan's economic advisors oh, cool. came down. I interpreted for him, uh, in a, and as people were talking and he was admitting, he was like, yeah, this, 
what we set up did not work. What was the guy's uh, name? Do you remember? I cannot remember his name. This is 2011. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. it's, it's been quite a while and a lot of crazy things have happened. But that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. And so it was, there was so many different people coming out to try to like see what was going on and like see what was happening with this movement. It was such a big, powerful thing and it drew out so many people and it was happening all across the world. And, you know, like some people say that, like, you know, people ask, like, what came from it? You know, but the vernacular changed. People started thinking about, like, okay, yeah, we we do need to start having some equity here. We do need to start having some social justice. Like, there needs to be accountability for actions, you know. And that was why I went out to Occupy. Like, the government was just bailing out all these major companies and, you know, and bailing out the banks and just letting the people suffer. And you can see the results of that now. I mean, we have the some of the biggest wage inequalities in the world are here in America, and it's crazy. Like, it should not be. Like, they're destroying the middle class here. Like, they're wiping out the middle class. And it started, it's been going on, but you can kind of see like with our rent prices going through the roof and with major companies buying up all the different properties everywhere and things like that. Like this is all things that were, you know, kind of brought to the attention of everybody during Occupy that these things were starting to happen, you know, and the government and not just the government, but like a lot of people have been fighting on both sides of this. You know, some people believe that, you know, what we were doing at Occupy was just causing problems. They didn't realize that we were actually out there having political discussions and having peaceful discussions and from both sides of the aisle. I mean, there were people there that were hardcore Republicans and hardcore Democrats that were there at camp together, working together, trying to figure out a solution to what's going on with our system. Well, and you both believed in the Constitution. In your constitutional rights that are, you know, as you said, that are to address your grievances. We have those rights. You're exercising those rights. And when we come together and not get divided, right, don't have two camps, that's that's what you guys were doing. Exactly. Exactly. And we were just, you know, and it was, it's one of the most magical things I've ever seen to actually feel that, feel that experience on the ground level. And then, you know there was so much amazing music happening at the time. We were playing all this different political music. Everybody was coming out. There was all these different rambling artists that like roaming artists that came from all over the country. Like there were people from Vegas there and people from, you know, I'm from Texas and I was up there and people from the West coast and the East coast. And like everybody had like come together at all these camps and occupy Portland ended up being one of the biggest camps in the country um, out of all of the different camps. You know, we were up there with Occupy, with uh, Occupy Wall Street, you know, and so it was a, it was an amazing time and it was a very crazy time. You know, there was, you know, we were doing marches and calling out banks and trying to get people to switch out of the banks and, and switch over to credit unions. And then, uh, you know, some of the cool things that came out of it, though, like, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Rolling Jubilee, but there's this website called Rolling Jubilee. And actually, when they announced, when they released, I got to be the first person to announce them on radio in Portland, Oregon as well. But Rolling Jubilee is a website where you can donate money 
and they buy uh, old debt. And instead of collecting on that debt, they buy the bet- debt for pennies on the dollar and then they abolish it. Hmm. And they just, it's gone. And then they send a package to the person who they erased their debt and they're like, hey, we erased your debt. If you want to pay anything forward and donate to us, you can. No, like you don't have to, but if you donate it forward, we're going to do the same thing for other people. And they've bought, I think they're like over a billion dollars in debt now over the, you know, since that has launched. And it's just, it was incredible to see it and how fast it was happening. And like things like that came out of Occupy, you know, but it definitely, uh, it definitely took a really hard turn. You know, they, they came down hard on a lot of camps across the country. And, uh, unfortunately I was caught up in that. And so, uh, I actually on November 13th, 2011, I was, uh, interpreting for one of our general assembly meetings and was attacked by the police and, uh, it left me in a wheelchair for over three years. And so it's crazy. You know, uh, I know, well, actually, I'm going to go ahead and take a little station break real quick. I see that we're, uh, we're already at 12.30. Like I said, it's going to be a crazy little story time tonight. <laughs> but uh, I do want to say thank you all for tuning in to uh, to LPFM 104.1, KZSM.org, and listening to Sundays Free with JJB here every Sunday night. And, uh, yeah, sorry, this... Uh, it's a little bit of an intense topic for myself, you know, talking about these times. Uh, I, I enjoy spreading the knowledge about it, but it, it, it does kind of bring up a lot of stuff for me, you know. Um, well, you, you had all those positives that you guys were doing and building, and you knew you were on the edge. You, knew, you guys knew that yeah. it could happen at any time. Oh, yeah, we did. Okay, you weren't uh, under any, you know, thinking that, oh, you know, that I've got all these rights. No, you you knew that they were going to, that the state could not tolerate you stepping outside of the boundaries. Yeah, and they, you know, it was crazy because, like, so a couple days before the attack, they started, like, we started seeing them trying to be more aggressive. They were coming out and, like, pointing tear gas canisters at us and pointing rifles at us with rubber bullets and like, you know, trying to intimidate us into leaving and everything. And then when they realized they, we weren't going to leave, they started setting up and, um, we kind of caught some like word that they were going to come crack down on the camp. And so they started kind of coming and pushing people around and kind of like looking through the camp and trying to intimidate in their riot suits and everything. And this was on, I guess, this was on the Thursday or Friday. I think it was on a Friday. And uh, they came through and they were looking at what we were doing and seeing like how organized we were. I think it, that was the first time they really realized how organized we were and it scared them. And so they started pushing people and, you know, I, I so there was this one wooden box, like a little wood, somebody built a wooden room in the middle of Occupy, like a wooden tent, like a little house <laughs> and uh, with a sliding door and everything. It was hilarious in the middle of, <laughs> in the middle of this camp. Okay, and so how the heck did, where did they get this from? They just walked down, they brought just walked it down it in. there? Yeah. Walked it in there? They just walked it in. <laughs> they just drove in, walked into the middle of camp, put it together, slapped it up, <laughs> and slapped it up. And uh, so we were inside that at one point. 
and one of our friends was outside of the box and this cop was like kind of harassing somebody and pushing them and shoving them and he shoved somebody really hard and the guy kind of dodged it when the cop went to shove him really hard and the cop stumbled and it made him mad so he tried to chase the kid that he tried to push and the kid started running and this one woman just accidentally put her foot out and the cop tripped and fell and like tumbled over a table and like rolled and then he got really mad and embarrassed and you could tell he was embarrassed because he was bright red and he came running up and he shoved her in like in a full run like like he ran at her and with all his force shoved her and slammed her into this wall so hard that it shook the entire box like and i'm from texas i don't know if you know this about us texans if you lay your hands on a woman in front of us you're in trouble don't matter if you got a badge, you ain't hiding behind a badge. You put your hands on a woman in front of us, we're coming for you. And that was my mindset. And he did that right in front of me. And so I tried to jump up to go confront him for that. And everybody up there grabbed me and was like, no, 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 no. And so I sat there and there and I was just fuming. And then something else happened and everybody looked away and just that one second was all I needed. And I slipped out the door. And I went over to this cop. And as I was walking up on him, he pushes down this little Asian woman that was standing on a bench to see what was going on. And as this older Asian woman, she had to easily be in her 60s. And he pushes her down off of the bench, like in her late 60s, probably closer to 70s. He pushes her off this bench. She hits this metal bench. And like you could tell it hurt her. And she went to stand back up. And he checks her into the bench, like just slams her into the bench. And at this point, I explode and I just yell, hey, and he froze because he knew that somebody saw that. And I went up to him and I started yelling at him and telling him he was a disgrace to his uniform. You're a disgrace to this city. You're a disgrace to this county, this state this country you're a disgrace to this planet and i went off on this cop and then and he stood there while i'm pointing at his face in his riot gear because he knew he was wrong and then i got up on the bench and i started to talk and there was a news camera there and i gave this big speech interpreting the whole time uh signing everything i was saying but basically telling everybody that enough is enough we can't let them keep pushing us around. There is more of us than there are of them. We are the many. This is our streets. These are our streets. They can't be coming in here and pushing us around. They work for us. We don't work for them. We are not their subjects. They work for us. And then I asked everybody to come out. And then I hopped off a bench and somebody else got on a bench and started giving speeches and it made the nightly news and the next day the cops showed up with a couple hundred people a couple hundred cops in riot gear and we showed up with 11,000 people and we surrounded the cops 
and we opened up a way and we danced around them and played our music around them and danced around them, no violence whatsoever. And we opened the way and led them out, you know, because we knew that if we surrounded them and opened the way to City Hall, that they were going to retreat back to City Hall. So that's what we did. And every time they came out of City Hall, we would surround them with all everybody that we had there. Like I said, there was like 11,000 people there. And we surrounded them and directed them out. And we took the streets. And we told the city, these are our streets. You can't have them back. And so there was an intense standoff for 12 hours between the cops and the protesters. And we had the streets. We took the streets. And then we told them, like, after hours and hours of negotiations, we actually made the mayor negotiate with us. Like, we weren't talking to the police anymore. We made the mayor talk to us. And, of course, the city ended up lying to us. And they negotiated with us and told us that if we gave them back the, the streets to allow morning traffic to go through, that they would allow us to keep the parks. And so we allowed morning traffic to go through. We allowed the ambulances to go through. And uh, we took it as a victory. Everybody was celebrating and dancing and partying. We had this massive party with all these people, thousands of people playing in the streets. I was actually playing with, uh, I got to play a guitar battle with, uh, uh, with uh, Guitar Richie, who used to play with P-Funk. And he played with Earth, Wind & Fire touring he's a portland guitarist and so him and i had a little guitar battle back and forth on stage <laughs> the night after that and so it's like that. with uh, you know with your amps i mean did yeah. you have you had electricity yeah, you had well, you know people were bicycling to power the batteries and we used the batteries to run the amplifiers and everything like that so we plugged in and we threw down a party <laughs> we were celebrating we rocked out portland oregon all night long and then uh the cops waited for us to go to sleep and they came uh they brought bulldozers through and started bulldozing the camp and uh you know there were there were people telling stories about you know somebody had their dog was killed by the cops bulldozer running over their tent you know and they just indiscriminately started destroying stuff and ripping down tents and so we called a general assembly meeting. You know, they came into our camp around 5.30 in the morning when everybody had gone to sleep and started destroying camps and ripping people out of their tents. And so we called a general assembly meeting and everybody came down and gathered and started meeting. And I, uh, I was interpreting and I was on top of the bench interpreting so all the, all the deaf community could see me. And I was the first one to see the riot cops coming down with their shields and so they came down and they started pushing. So this was like a Roman phalanx, right? Yeah. You know, we're in, you know, 2000 years ago, they'd get the, with the Roman shields yeah, and exactly. they just line up side by side. So you saw this wall. How, how wide was it that it was, was coming like down there? 10 officers wide. Yeah. By about two yeah. or three deep, probably at least, yeah. you know, and we were surrounded they had surrounded the camp. And uh, so they started coming through and started pushing people and pushing people and like telling everybody to get out of camp and get out of the get out of the park. And they like we were, like I said, we were feeding all these meals. They came over to our breakfast table full of, you know, amazing food. 
to feed over a thousand people and they just started flipping over the tables and smashing the burners and like smashing our tables like and we're like literally there's like little kids holding plates waiting for their food and these cops are sitting there looking at these kids and then smashing the food right in front of them and flipping over the tables right in front of them and like it was one of the most disgusting displays i've ever seen you know just disrespect and disregard for human life and so they started pushing and uh we made a line outside of the park some people sat in the park and locked arms you know protesters there's i mean there's thousands of us they were all over the place you know and so i uh i stepped out onto the street out of the park and started calling for people to pull out their cameras and videotape what's going on and telling people we can't we can't let them be violent. We still have to be peaceful in the face of this. Like we made a promise to be 100% peaceful. This was a peaceful protest. And you know, I made a promise to be 100% peaceful. I've trained in martial arts since I was 10 years old, and I made that promise to be 100% peaceful. So, you know, when they started pushing, I saw them cross-check uh a 16-year-old kid in the neck with a baton. And uh he hit the ground. And I ran over and scooped him up and pulled him out of the crowd and, like, back to our medics. And he was okay. Um, I'll get into his story another time because <laughs> that's another long story. We'll do that on another time. But uh, he was okay in that moment. And then I started going down the line at the cops, and I was like, I love y'all. Why are y'all doing this? And then they started pushing and pushing. And there was somebody with their hand on my back. And all of a sudden, they moved their hand, and I was pinned against a trash can. And the cops checked again. They pushed again, and I folded backwards with that concrete trash can behind me. And I heard a loud pop, and both my legs went limp. And I couldn't feel my legs. And so I caught myself on the trash can, trying to figure out what to do, surrounded by this huge crowd. And then the cops check us again. And I lose my grip and I fall to the ground. And uh, I couldn't feel my legs. And so I instantly start saying that I can't feel my legs. And uh, the cops were being yelled at by everybody that I couldn't feel my legs. And the cops said, we're going to help him. And then they grabbed me by my ankles and pulled me out of the protesters' arms as the medics were coming up to me. They yanked me out of the protesters' arms, dragged me back into the park, flipped me over by my ankles after being told I can't feel my legs, flipped me over and slammed me down in front of all the protesters that had their arms interlocked, and then they started stomping me and beating me with batons. And uh, they hit me so hard with the batons that it split my leather jacket. And... They, yeah. Where, where did it split the, where did they hit you that it split the leather jacket? Across my rib cage and on my back. Okay. So they knew what they were doing. They knew where oh, yeah. they were going. Yeah. And, and uh, they'd been trained for this. Okay. Yeah. All of this is in their training. Yeah. And it was, yeah. you know, like after, like I couldn't feel my legs and, they, and I was saying, I can't feel my legs. And like one cop would, had my face pinned to the concrete and would stand up and then drop both of his knees into my lower back. And then stand up and draw, and he did it like six or seven times. 
and just over and over again. And, uh, you know, just like, I thought at this point, I'm like, I don't, I don't know, like I'm, I'm done, you know, like they're not stopping, you know? And then they zip tied me and then they finally got my hands behind me. Like I put my hands out laying flat. I put my hands out to my side to show that I wasn't resisting and they boot stomp my hand and try to crush my hand because I was the interpreter. Yeah. And then they try to break my fingers and then they zip tied me and try to get me to stand up, but I couldn't walk. So they grabbed my wrists and pulled them up past my head behind me. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> this is a little tense. Yeah. And uh, then they grabbed my ankles and pulled them up in front of me to my wrists. And they grabbed me by my bandana around my neck and they twisted and they lifted up and they hung me until I went unconscious. And the last thought that went through my head was, I just got killed by the cops. And where were the medics? I mean, you know, they they talked about like you were they were taking you to the medics. No, but no. Then... Well, the the medics for the camp, the Occupy oh, medics, okay. were on their way to come get me. The cops pulled me away from them. The EMS, like the cops, weren't calling the EMS at first. They were the cops just told the people, "Oh, we're going to help him," and then drug me in and started beating. Okay, so there was no EMS there no. from their side, right? No, you I know, mean the there part... was on outside of the like like blocks and blocks away, not being allowed in. Okay. And so I, um, by the cops, the cops had them held back. And so, um, you know, I came to in the middle of the park after thinking that I was dead, you know, I came to with the cops kicking me to see if I was still alive. And then they tried to force me to stand and walk. And like my, I tried to walk, but I couldn't feel my legs. And they were just kind of dragging me along. And then they tried to get me to lean up over a cop car. And I just couldn't stand. So I was just sliding down. So they sat me down on the ground in front, like leaned up against the cop car. And um, they kept making like, like, they're just making a bunch of smart ass jokes and like joking about, oh, wow, you're real strong. But like, it didn't really help you, did it? And things like that. And then when they really realized how bad I was hurt, they cut me free and put me on a stretcher and sent me to a hospital. And so how long was that probably from the time that they first knew that, you know, you said, Hey, my legs, I can't feel my legs. How long do you think that was before they finally got you on a stretcher and got you going to a hospital? I would say at least 20 to 30 minutes. At least. So during that time, you know, you could have, you know, they had nerve damage that was exasperated. They had other, you know, injuries to you. Yeah. And you could not defend yourself. Yeah. And so it was, it was definitely, uh, you know, I, I didn't know if I'd ever be able to move my arm again. You know, I didn't know if I'd ever be able to play guitar again. I didn't know if I'd ever be able to walk again, you know. And uh, it's just, it's been a crazy ride, you know. Um, thankfully I'm a medical cannabis patient and, uh, that community really stepped up in a huge way. And, uh, there, some of the other activists really stepped up in a huge way. My friend Jackie Miller really helped me out right out of the hospital. And, uh, but I also went through some really crazy, like, I know we're running out of time. Went well, through some let's really take, crazy stuff. let's take a quick, just <laughs> give us a quick station break here real yeah. quick. Okay. Get you a second and then let's come back with the recovery. Okay. Because yeah. I think you set it up right now for everyone. Here is how this happened. Right. And like that. 
your whole life has changed because of too much testosterone. Exactly. I mean, it, it's, it. <laughs> it's so crazy. You know, and so you are listening here to a uh, the comments on uh, JJB. <laughs> Sunday's free with JJB. Uh, the comments on the show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM, 104.1 LPFM, or SMTX CRA, its governing board. And we are here talking with uh, Justin James Bridges about this cool time that he was in that he was able to bring together a community out of nothing and to be part of that just in one little way with the interpretation and they knew that you were a key linchpin they broke a hand they were going for you and they knew what they were doing oh yeah and so the crazy thing is man is like you know it happened november 13th 2011 and on Christmas Eve of 2011, my thumb twitched for the first time since the attack. And so I taped my hand to my guitar and would let it twitch over the strings because my fret hand still r- worked. And so I started writing music like that and trying to like play music again. And so I actually wrote a song and... Uh, it's the first song I wrote since I was attacked. And uh, actually, this song is, uh, I'm going to play it real quick because I want to make sure I get this song in here. And so this song is uh, one of my original, I'm going to play on guitar. This is called Boys in Blue. It was the uh, first song that we, uh, that I wrote, oh, sorry, first song that I wrote after recovering from, uh, from getting hurt, you know, so... Well, I was still in a wheelchair. It was the first song I was able to write again with my hand. Okay. This song is called Boys in Blue. Oh, yeah, man, it comes down from the top. 
But I've seen the other side of the boys in blue. Yeah, I've seen them marching them horses in the crowds of people two by two by two. Beating on kids, pushing down women, yeah, man, that's what I have seen. Believe it happened to you, it happened to me. Think for yourself, for you speak out line. They'll come down hard in the blink of an eye. Talk about the truth, don't stand up for your rights. You best be ready for one hell of a fight. Well, this ain't the way that things have gotta be. So come down with me and let's take to the streets. And I see the inside of boys in blue. Well, I seen them tuck their tail and run and hide when we made them look like fools. They're losing all their proceeds, power, yeah, man, that is fun. What can happen to you? Does it happen to me? Yeah, I seen the inside of the boys in blue. Well, I seen the side of them men that just people like me and you. Well, I seen them dance around around them. Yes, man, the fear in their eyes when we dance all around them. That's what I seen. Believe it happened to you. Of the boys in blue. Well, I see the side of them men that just be like me and you. Well, I seen the fear in their eyes when we dance all around them. That is what I have seen. So come now, let's take to the streets, to the streets, out. streets our streets <laughs> so yeah thank you very much <laughs> that was the first song that i was able to write after uh after experiencing the uh i guess you could say the wrath of the portland police bureau <laughs> i need to find this shirt that i used to have i have a shirt that says i survived the portland police bureau and like that's how violent they are up there. They literally kill at least one person every year up there. Why? Like, why do you say up there? I mean, you know what know. happened there, but you oh, know yeah. it's all over. I know it's all over, but that's the thing. Like, it happens enough in Portland that they made T-shirts, and like yeah. you can go buy a T-shirt that says "I survived the Portland police." Like, well, you know where those guys are trained at, right? Oh yeah, right outside San Marcos. Oh, I know. Oh, okay. I know. I mean, you know, we've got Texas State is all part of that with the training and, and Which is what why they go we need through. to educate yeah. and change the people that come here for that training. See, the thing is, is that if yeah. we spread the energy, we spread the light, we spread the love, we can win this. Like, you can't beat violence with violence. It ain't going to change anything. You know, eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. You know, and so... I just really want to thank y'all for tuning in tonight. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, we'll probably touch back a little bit more on this next next week when we come back in so I can uh, get some more details. But 
Yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, take you out with one more of mine. This song is called Devil Comes Out to Play. Thank you all for tuning in. Again, this is Sundays Free with JJB here on LPFM 104.1 KZSM.org. This is going to be our closing song for the night. This is Devil Comes Out to Play by Justin James Bridges. out to play make sure you're careful of the things you say he'll exploit your weakness and beat off your pain now yeah, when the devil comes out to play when the devil comes out to play well things may never be the same while some may join him, others fade away. Yeah, when the devil comes out to play. Yeah, when the devil comes out to play. He'll fill your heads with all sorts of things Just to distract you from what he'll bring Yeah, when the devil comes out to play Yeah, when the devil comes out to play This is Sam He's my uncle And then he'll say Sam will tell you what you need to be safe. Yeah, when the devil comes out to play. Yeah, when the devil comes out to play. We'll hear a new terror threat every day. Start some more wars, cause Sam says it'll make us safe. The way the devil comes out to play. Yeah, when the devil comes out to play, Sam will tell us drones are a good thing. Just think of how safe this world can be. Yeah, when the devil comes out to play. Yeah, when the devil comes out to play. He'll give us the choice of a black or a white candidate But we'll keep bombing children in other countries either way Yeah, when the devil comes out to play 
comes out to play. He'll add white and blue to a suit of red and he'll say, thanks. Your silence helped to shape this U.S. of A. Looks like the devils come out to play.